Good day, mate. Do I say that? Do I say good day, mate, Gaz? Do you reckon? Do you think? No, because you fucking rinsed me for doing that when um, a couple of when weeks ago. Hayes. Racial stereotyping mm. there. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> join the queue, sister. <laughs> Woohoo! We're up and out and we're away. Here we are. Welcome to True Cult Pop Reviews. It's part of the True Cult Pop Podcast. It's a little extra bonus podcast for you. And it's me, Stephen Hill. I hope you're all right. I'm joined by Gaz Jones. How are you doing, Gaz? Now we're together, back together, together, I wanna, I wanna show my you, my love is also true, love is also true, tell <laughs> you what, it's two old men singing it's a really old song that they can't sing, yeah. I'm good mate, oh, you didn't ask, fuck me, what's up in there, I've got a lot, oh, how are you doing, how are we doing, are you, are you, are you, are you successfully recovered from last Thursday, because I'm not sure if I am, mm. Well, that might be due to other things that happened after Thursday. What but... on Thursday? Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Oh, I don't know. Fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, God. You, you, I, saw you, I, saw you, I saw you in a suit and you were hanging out with Mike Cat. Oh, what? You git. <laughs> it wasn't Mike. It, <laughs> don't even know who the fuck wasn't he Mike was. Cat. It was um, oh. a rugby was it player called Brilliant. Richard Whit. William Carley. Oh man, I don't know anymore. I don't know who it was, but he was a Kiwi. Mm. App for today. She's not a Kiwi. It's a completely different thing. It's like an Irish person going, no, "Oh, that's, 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 that's even worse." We're about to review the new <laughs> Curb Dog album. You probably know Gavin Henson, right? No. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> terrible. Uh, he, I, I, so I went to a rugby World Cup dinner. It was nice. It was good. It was good times. And. Uh, uh, I met Gaz mm. before you went to see Jaw. You can hear about that this coming Friday on the weekly show. And man, we got yeah. dr- and then we met up. We met up before, and then we met up afterwards. And in between, I mean, I don't know. I think I probably mm. would have drunk more than you. In between, I was drinking like pints uh, of red wine. I'm sure. Um, That'll do it. I was drinking pints of red stripe. So yeah, you win on close, all the levels, <laughs> mate. It was. I was. Yeah, it was. I was really, really drunk. Don't really get uh, drunk. Fine. Go out and get drunk that much anymore. I know this is uh, like imagine being middle aged, but like I don't go. I, yeah. I, I'm normally like okay, <laughs> well, don't get drunk, and then so doing shots and shit. It's like come on, yeah, you knobhead. Yeah, come on, lads. Too much. It's, yeah, calm down, mate. Yeah, I I didn't realise how much I drunk until I looked at my my banking app yeah. the following day. There was at least a dozen, if not more, transactions that were done in the Sebright Arms. Possibly my new favourite small London venue. Well, don't spoil it. But we shall go into that. No, no, no. That's all I'm saying. First, first line. You know, three. you've had a bad time mm. when you are delighted to have a Weatherspoon's breakfast the next day. <laughs> yeah, I've always delighted <laughs> to have a spoon's breakfast. Really horrible. I have to say, don't. don't oh, really? But anyway, look. This isn't why we're okay. here. This is the show. We thought it would be, nah. be a quick one. We spent five minutes talking about I, I, drinking <laughs> fucking tea Marie and whatever. <laughs> Bailey's. Oh, and tea Maria. was it's that got... was that was it, was it the best full English you've had since um, Gary Wilmot's wedding? I was going to say Gary Wilmot's wedding. I was say Chris Eckerbeast. You could eat it seven days a week if you, now, if, if you if, could. But if you listen to our <laughs> yeah, if you listen to our true crap pop, I mentioned the wedding that I went to. What I didn't mention there was someone actually had because it was the you could pick what you wanted for the for the dinner. Someone did have a full English breakfast at a wedding. I mean, it was just the wrong did a, wedding. Did a, did a big yeah. plate. I want the mums. It was just like <laughs> that. <laughs> it's 
Oh my awful. god, I couldn't let that go if I found out someone had ordered a yeah. full English. I look forward to hearing more about the All wedding. Right, well, you won't be in it. I won't be. I will tell you, but not here. Hey, yeah. so look, this is the right. podcast yeah. where we review an album of some note. You might get another one of these this week. You know, well, you will, you will, you absolutely mm. will get another one of these because yeah. isn't variety the spice of life? Because later on in the week. Bloody Code Orange got a new album out, so you'll probably be hearing what we think about that. But we decided to jump on very, very quickly and talk about the brand new album from Kylie Minogue, Tension, the 16th studio album from Australian pop legend, diva and icon Kylie Minogue. The follow-up to her 2020 album, Disco, which I have to admit, I've not heard. I have not heard that. Have you heard that? Yeah, I gave it a cursory listen. It was one of the uh, lockdown albums. Yeah. You know, it's all right. It's all right. You know, whilst I gave it a cursory listen, I think I gave got a couple of songs a listen, you know, on YouTube. Mm. And one of those many long Saturday nights yeah. in where it's just like, oh, another YouTube trying party. Trying to drum up some sort of atmosphere in your life yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it. trying. Yeah, I've, I've done my trip to Tesco's. Got the got the wine in. Walk. Now what? Yeah, did a walk. Those are days, aren't they? Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, I've never actually listened to that record. Never listened to it. Um, you don't I, need to. I mean, I've not listened to much in the way of full Kylie albums. I have to be honest. I haven't listened to many full Kylie albums. And um, I spoke about this when we did Fever from two thousand and one. Me and Sam on our Patreon page. Oh yeah, by the way, patreon.com forward slash truecoppop if you want to sign up for exclusive content over there. We've got a, a, a Kylie album, 2001's Fever, that we talk about. And I spoke on that about how I haven't really listened to many Kylie albums in full, to be honest. I've listened to a couple more since then. I do remember a few coming out. So I think I was working in a record shop when Body Language came out. I do remember that coming out. And um, I think X was one that had uh that had wow on it didn't it which i thought was a really really good song so it made me yeah well, was it, wow was a great was it, song. i know it's two hearts was on that one two hearts was on that which i thought was a really good single the first single for that um i, I prefer the phil yes, collins version uh, but. That, that, me too mm. um yeah in fact i don't know what album wow was on it's one of the latter ones i think aphrodite was it on that no, it was the one on. It was on the one after Fever, wasn't it? It was that sort of time, two thousand and four. Was it even on Fever? Might well have been. No, Ooh. it wasn't. Might well don't have been. Don't know. No. Don't know. Don't know when that came out. Sorry, world. I don't know when it came out. What, what a, funny a funny story. story. Yeah. Um, but I was saying at the time, I remember thinking like Kylie. Um, it's funny actually doing this quite soon after we did Madonna, right? And if you think we spoke about Madonna, we spoke about how underrated and great she was in the nineties. And then we went, ah, oh, yeah. And then kind of Hung Up came out. And Confession on the Dance Floor was good. And then we sort of went. Yeah. And I don't really <laughs> feel like that about Kylie. Every time I hear one of her songs, you know, you think. So, you know, like her debut album came out in 1987. So she's only she's only yeah. four years behind Madonna. In terms of mm. when she started releasing music, and yet yeah. when you look at, you know, all the lovers, um, what else has she done? Oh, only you with James Corden. We'll probably ignore that for a little. Probably. Of what? What is it? 
a Zindigi Zoo I, I think so, yeah, because it was the Kylie Christmas album. Oh, oh mm. God. But I think, Why? like, uh, you know, she's she's had a few, um, she's had a few good, you know, she's kept it going for longer than Madonna. I think you look at her, whenever you think about mostly, mm-hmm. I don't need to hear her doing Yazoo with James Corden, but mostly I sort of think every time I hear a Kylie song, I'm like, oh, she's still, she's still got it, hasn't she? Yeah, still, still machine gunning out the disco yeah, bangers. Really is. is is that because do you think since let's say you know spinning around was you know the the spark for mm-hmm. this what we've been living you know the Kylie Renaissance um, is it because do you think unlike Madonna she understands and knows exactly what her audience wants. And is more than happy to go, you know, I'm a gay icon. Um, this, I, I know who my fans are. I know what my fans want. I'm going to give them that because I fucking love that. I'm comfortable being that person. I, I, this is who I am. And I I'll, think... you know, hence why I think it's, it's been such an incredibly kind of consistent, you know, I'm not going to lie. The last Kylie I'm listening to with full before this was Fever which I fucking love mm-hmm. Fever's great great but all the singles they're always they're always bangers yeah always and when you think that like, we were talking about Madonna and we were like Madonna's working with Dua Lipa although Kylie actually did do a song uh, a remix a song remix yeah. with uh, Dua Lipa she did a song with Years mm. and Years as well and Jessie Ware so she, you know she's she's done so I think Jessie Ware is probably a much closer stylistically to her than say Little Wayne is to Madonna yeah you know? Yeah, no, of course. So I think when of course, but they still, but, but even those duets sound quintessentially mm. Kylie. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember you know the, I mean? the kind of the she did that song with Years and Years on when your man from Years and Years was hosting the pre midnight New Year's Eve party thing. She came out and did that, and I remember that being pretty good. Um, and yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Like Jack Savaretti, she's done a song with as well, who I don't know loads about. Mika, I mean Mika's and Danny Minogue and James Corden, but they're all Christmas songs, covers of Christmas songs. And then before that, you have to kind of go back to her <laughs> doing a duet with Robbie Williams. Then before that, Nick Cave. Like she's not really done. She's not. I think you. I think there's a pretty good point there because I think you look at Ky, uh, Kylie, look at Madonna, and she's doing stuff with M.I.A. and Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj and mm. Kanye and you know. Um, who else has she done? Well, lots of people, lots of people. Yeah. And it does always seem like, oh, like, you know, look, I'm still cool. I'm still cool. Whereas with Kylie, yeah, you just go, okay, I'm going to get some kind of modern sounding, well-produced disco banger album. I think the fact that the music she has been making since the early 2000s, the fact that that has never really fully gone out of fashion to those people, and still now, I mean, I listened oh. to this record and, you know, there's stuff on here. I mean, we'll talk about like Oliver Heldens, who's a Dutch DJ who's on one of the songs. It's not my favourite song on the album, mm-hmm. but not a million miles away from the David Guetta, Becky Hill kind of thing, which I'm not really that keen mm-hmm. on, I have to be honest. A little bit too sugary and a bit too, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that, that thing's been pushed to a place where uh, I'm not as keen on it, but Kylie, she's just got a bit of slinky sassiness to her that mm. makes me go, hmm, like it's not, it's not too, I don't want to say childish, 
but it's not too sugary it's not too it's not too over the top where you just are like it's not quite no, I, you know not. the term i've always, i've been using for the last few years love island music right whereas every time love Island goes, yeah. ew, ew, and it's just it's it's like whoa 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 this is too much it's mm. just too much stuff and i think like there's a little bit of subtlety on uh, from kylie there always mm. has been I think in the wrong hands, even this album, some of the songs could basically have been like, I don't know, they could have gone too far and become like fucking Steps yeah. songs. Or but something like that. You could have tried that. to go Insert to hyper pop and made it really yeah. like, I don't know, a oh. bit edgy. And she hasn't really done that. No, 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 not at all. She's mm. reined it in. And I... And she's got the, conf- and she's got the confidence to do that. But again, also... I, <laughs> I think I do generally think that's partly because she knows who her fans are and what they want and what they expect. I agree. I mean, and we'll not go too far out of those parameters. Yeah. Little bits, maybe, but certainly not over the course. Of I that. can't say, due to the fact that I've not really gone in on massive amounts of her discography in album entirety form, I can't say I was like super duper excited about this record coming out. And then I went around my mate's house, and it's funny actually because my mate Mark. He was like, have you heard the new... It, last time he went to me, have you heard that? It was the Beyonce album. He was like, have you heard um, mm. uh, Take My Soul? What's it called? Is it Take My Soul? Take My Soul. The Soul. The Soul song. So. From um, from the last mm. Beyonce album. And I've always been a bit like, yeah, you know, Beyonce is good, but she's not my favourite or whatever. And I heard that and I was like, fucking hell, this is great. And then he did the same thing. He was like, mm. it came out in May this year, 18th of May, Padum Padum, the first song and the debut single. And he was like, mate, this is this yeah. is great. And he put it on and I was like, we listened to it about three times on the trot. And mm. I was like, fuck me, this is a cracking song. And it made me go, hmm, I'm pretty excited to hear what else is going to be on this record. I was like, Kylie, you know, she's cool, great. Um, and then the title track came out and I was really like, okay, like this sounds like it's going to be, you know, a, a, a good album. I was like, I think this might be good. And I heard 10 out of 10, which is the one with Oliver Heldens. And I was actually like, okay, that's not as good, admittedly. Um, but I thought those two that she released as herself, because she's actually just featuring on 10 out of 10. It's not actually her mm. song. It's it's all of the albums yeah. featuring Kylie Minogue, and it's on, but it's on this album. So I was pretty excited mm. going into it. Not excited, but I was pretty like, oh no, I must listen to that because I've really liked the two singles from the album. And mm. I'm not sure I would have been like that had I not have bothered listening to anything before. If I was coming to this album blind, I was might have been a bit like, yeah, you know, like an old pop star who she's had some fucking great tunes over the years, but is it going to be essential now? Um. But this is good, this album, isn't it? This is really good. It's absolutely it's superb. Great. Could possibly it's in, it's in a real shout of being my pop album of the year. Mm. This, um, I mean, no. I tell you what, right? Be my poppy. But if, There's a, if you if you shaved it in half, it is a, it would be a shoe in yeah. for my pop EP of the year, no question. Okay. But we'll get into that. Okay. So let's go con- let's go do it let's go do it track okay. by track. Okay. Um cool. yeah, let's do it. because I think like Padum Padum, the first song mm. is 
is it the best song on the album? I'm not sure if it is actually the best. Maybe it's just because I've heard it the most, but it was that one way. It yeah. is utterly gripping a song when you first listen to it. Yeah. It is it is so yeah, like fuck is. me, this is a sexy, slinky, raging Euro dance banger. And Kylie mm. sounds well Kylie on it. Uh <laughs> so it's it's good, right? Yeah. It's wonderful. What a way for the album to open. Um obviously this was endorsed as like the Pride Anthem this summer. Which is which is fucking great. Um, I mean, it's, it was. I mean, it was a huge kind of summer hit across the board. I think it surprised a lot of people about how yeah. big it was. Not only like chart wise, but also like I, I think it was one of the most used songs. I think it is the most used song. On TikTok is it really? Well, I didn't know that. I do believe? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But it, but it also kind of brought up the the age old conversation of ageism <laughs> on radio. Yeah. You know, because you listen to this, right? If you didn't know that this was by a pop star in her 50s, yeah, she's in her 50s, yeah, isn't, she, isn't she? Yeah, she yeah. must be now, yeah. You know, if the, if this song was by anyone else, it would be like blanket kind of radio. And I'm talking radio one here. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Know. It would have been absolutely kind of huge. I mean, it was huge anyway, but it kind of brought it brought that kind of thing to the fore again. That um, you know, and it, whenever that kind of ageism thing comes about, I would always think back to like what was it ninety five when Status Quo tried suing Radio One. I do remember, remember that. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I was, you know, Radio One was going through the change at the time. This is when, like, you know, Chris Evans just started on there, and they brought in, there was a new kind of uh, controller, um, and. They basically banned any song from pre nineteen ninety, I think, that was to be played on there. And obviously, all the old guard that you know, Summer Bates and DLT were playing day in day out. All of a sudden, just weren't getting any radio radio airplay. And you know, Cliff Richards, you know, Shaking Stephen, Status Quo, all the old guards. And uh, yeah. I just remember the state of giving an interview outside Broadcasting House saying, oh, this is, this is disgusting. I do there's, remember that. There's a place for all of us I on the radio that, and yeah. all this. I was just like, even at the time, I was, you know, and I was, I was a bit of a quiet fan when I was younger as a result of my dad and stuff. And even then, I was just like, oh, come on, lads. Let's give it a rest now, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because, um, uh, I mean, this is the biggest hit in America since yeah. Can't Get You Out of My Head. Yeah, right? Massive. Perfect timing for the, you know, upcoming Vegas residency. Yeah, right. And, you know, like it got to number <laughs> one in Israel um, by the looks of things. Um, you know, it was a big... I, 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 this is the first time I've looked at a singles chart for fucking ages. Absolutely fucking <laughs> ages. I'll tell you what is interesting when you say about the Pride connection with it. It was uh, now it got to number 42 yeah. in the Russian airplay chart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, wow! Do, do you think that was do you think that was Putin ringing up Moscow FM to uh, I request it? Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Moscow yeah, FM. I know, <laughs> hilarious. But um, but yeah, yeah. But, but so basically, um, this is like a really legit fucking big hit for her. Like the biggest hit she's had in a really Huge. really long time. And in a while, and yeah, yeah, yeah I think the comparisons with you know the stuff that I would compare it to. I mean, as we get further down the album. You don't compare this to, 
I don't know, like, it's not really comparable to her peers. It's kind of more comparable to, there are bits of Lady Gaga in this, there are bits of Becky Hill in this, as I've already mentioned. There's bits of, like, mm. um, I would probably say uh, uh, that last Taylor Swift, like Midnight's by Taylor Swift. There's bits of um, Kylie yeah. Jetson, I think, is, is pretty prevalent. And mm. that's really sort of understandable because, like, I mean, I guess the thing with, when you talk about ageism and all that is that, the type of music that was getting played on Radio 1... Actually, no, that's not true. I was going to say the type of music that was getting played on Radio 1 in the 90s, it wasn't kind of classic mm. rock. But then actually, when you think about Britpop, the entirety of Britpop <laughs> was just like, remember the 60s? Uh, so, yeah. yeah exactly. So So maybe, maybe I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Did this get played on Radio 1? I feel like young people didn't. No. Mm. No. Well, the, the, I think the only time it, it would have got played on Radio 1 was when they were doing the... The top twenty countdown, which I think they do on a Friday afternoon now. Okay, <laughs> no one cares. No. no one gives a fuck. Why Radio One are still doing it? Oh God, only knows. But yeah, you know, um, yeah. I guess that would have been the the only time it would have been played. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Radio Two oh, would yeah. be like, oh, like, this Mate, is like, pff, I... fuck me. But well, hence why she headlined the Radio Two event that Sam went to yeah. last weekend I mean mate I go I, I go my mates house a bit and we sometimes on a Saturday night will listen to uh, Michelle Visage on Radio 2 uh, the Michelle, oh, okay. Michelle Visage show and she played the okay. shit out of this absolutely played the shit yeah, out of this I didn't like it so, is, is it is that worth listening well, to the other thing I ever hear on a Saturday night is woo Gary Davis oh god Gary Davis sounds the 80s is fucking know. awful I think because Gary Davis is awful but yeah it's alright I mean I have to say she <laughs> That's a bit harsh, mate, he's crap though he's just a, he's a, a genuinely terrible broadcaster oh, a genuinely know. dreadful who do you want to present an 80s show Bruno Brooks it has to be a DJ from the 80s Bruno Brooks <laughs> Um, the thing is, oh, it's got to be Gary. I, I imagine Gary Davis is the only one who hasn't sexually assaulted someone. I imagine that's why he's got that job, right? So there aren't really fair. many choices, it must unfortunately. Um, oh, I mean, fair. you know, uh, I'm sure that there'll be loads of now <laughs> 80s DJs going, whoa, 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 whoa. What about, yeah. we're, we're not what all about me? Travis. What about, what, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What about, you know, Adrian Just? <laughs> and, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, yeah, the ranking yeah, is P. Uh, Danny Kelly. Uh, Danny Kelly. Danny Kelly Danny doesn't Kelly. want to do that. Danny, Danny Kelly doesn't have no. no interest in doing that whatsoever. God, no, no. I, I nope. just you listen to Gary. Oh, we're getting really off topic here. I was like, oh, it'll only be like twenty minutes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Gary Davis's <laughs> mega mixes when he mixes them together, it is like a fucking. It's like a, a, a stoke trying to <laughs> mix a fucking load of. He's, he's honestly, mate. It's. It's bad. Sounds bad. Well, not that, not that, but not not that bit. But he is doing that. So, like, how? Have... Well, he's not really doing it. Well, if live he isn't, then that's studio, even more embarrassing. Because if he's pre-prepped it, like oh, where okay. it just you know when he tries to do like a medley of songs, and yeah, I, yeah, I know it, the bit you're talking it's about. So I, bad. I listened to it in the van catching oh, up on a Monday. Man. I was like, oh. Woo, Gary Davis. Banal questions, Martin. Ask him. Are you? Are you just trying? Are you just trying to get your own back? Because I don't like Blondie. Well, I can say Michelle Visage. Funnily enough, Michelle Visage. (laughs) When they did Fifty Years of Hip Hop, Michelle Visage went. um, All right, we're going to be celebrating women in hip hop, and I was like, "Push it by Salt and Pepper." First one, guaranteed, absolutely guaranteed. Of course, it was, and the fucking. 
and I was Gwyn like, Safer? no, no, don't be, no, 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 no. She she played two she played oh. two songs. I was like, I bet she plays bloody. She's gonna play Blondie, isn't she? That's what she's gonna play. She's gonna play some. What, yeah, what Rapture? Oh but, god! Um, she didn't. She played Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. They were the only two songs. They're the only two women in hip hop. Well, it's three, isn't it? Really, because it's Salt Pepper and Spinderella and Nicki Minaj. Four. So fifty years of four. women in hip hop. Four women. Unbelievable. Go girls. I was like, maybe just she's not. Maybe maybe not the right person to be doing that. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Um, I did think I'm Human. not going to hear fucking Little Sims on or, or More Mother on fucking Radio 2 am I on a Saturday night no, no name it's not going to happen Great. anyway Great. back to Good. Kylie no, not a chance yeah I think yeah. Padam Padam is a fucking great way to start this record and I was sort of a little bit worried because I was like I mean that song is so good is this going to be one of those ones especially yeah, like on a pop album where you just can't really follow it but hold on to now which I think oh. manages to starts like sparks. Yeah, has this kind of ticking mm. new order synth and Peter Hook bassline, but also borrows a lot from the last decade of sort of modern mainstream dance and sort of house and drum and bass. I think yeah. it is a fucking. Ki- this is a killer song, absolutely killer. Really good. This might actually be like the might best be, on the yeah. album. It might well be. I mean, I mean, like first time I listened to it, I was I was just getting like um like massive Robin vibes. Yes, Remember I do. Robin? Mm. Love fucking love Robin. That first Robin album was incredible. I mean, it's like slinky kind of synthy electro pop with like, but taking in all these kind of influences, like cherry picking all this stuff from the last kind of twenty thirty years of like electronic music. And then when you know when that chorus hit, that's like every one of these songs, man. The hooks. I know I was going on about it, but like the, it there's just something kind of so fucking joyous. Oh, that first song, you know, Padam Padam. I was like, yeah, okay, this is great. I'd heard that like once, I think once or twice, but then it went on to hold hold on to now. It's just like, okay, we're cooking on gas now. And then by the time it gets to like yeah, track three and four, I'm literally just like jumping. Yeah, for I joy. mean, things you do for love is like the kind of yeah, it's not a ballad it's God. more like an epic isn't it it's like an epic modern pop song again that propulsive yeah. bass that heart on sleeve pop that almost kind of like rock vibe it's almost got that kind of almost old school that this to me harks back to almost like the bangles and belinda carlisle kind of thing yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. Done with, with bit of don yeah. henley as well that kind of style you know boys of summer kind of thing that that chorus riff man so oh. good I mean, this is what you were talking about, like the, the New Order thing in, in, in Hold On To Now, but this is what the outro to this, it's got a pure kind of Peter Hook kind of outro to it. Yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah. Oh, oh this is, it's, it's absolutely mm. superb. I, absolutely. Really good. And I think the title track is also, you know, I said like, I heard that before. And um, uh, that is the sexiest that Kylie has sounded for. I mean, it is, it's, it's, Ooh. it's, uh, it's, it's bordering on French Kiss, kind of you know French Kiss by yeah. Uh, I knew and he said Louis. King Louis, and he said King course, Louis, of course I, which is not the same. The King Louis, <laughs> just or the, the Jungle King. VIP, <laughs> it's not the same thing at all. <laughs> you know King Louis when he was like wrong, having an orgasm. Wrong yeah. film. <laughs> what? <laughs> and they put King, the original version of uh, Last Tango in Paris, starring King Louis and Baloo. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Louis Louis French Kiss is like just 
Just a sweaty yeah. sex song. Yeah. And when she says, oh my God, With touch org- me right there. Yeah, the orgasm. It's oh, like, Kylie, yeah. you can't do this to... Can't like, do that Yeah, now. like, you're still... You're in the words of George yeah. Michael, you're just too sexy for me. It's just too sexy. See, if Madonna, if Madonna said to me... Well, not said to me, that'd be a bit weird. But like, if Madonna said in a song, oh my God, touch mm. me right there. I'd be like, I'll oh, put it away, love. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't know if I'd say but that. when Kylie does it... Oh, no, 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 I think I, I, think, okay. I think if, if when Kylie says it, it's just something... It's just, I don't know, it doesn't come across as a bit kind of middle-aged lady getting a bit filthy. It's just something kind of slinky and sexy and... Yeah. And it's the, it's the uh, song, isn't it? Do you know, do you know what I mean? It good. doesn't make me... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make me feel yeah, uncomfortable. It, as opposed to when Madonna, if Madonna did it. Like, yeah, I, I think the song helps because the song is great and it isn't kind, it doesn't oh, yeah. exist purely on being like, oh, I'm a, I'm a randy no. bastard I am. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's all there is. And I think that's maybe where certain people have lost yeah. it a little bit in the past. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not, yeah. uh, it's not whack. It's, sen- it? it's sensual, not, it, it, it's sensual. It's not mm. sexy. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, and, it's, and it sounds like Girls Aloud as well. Yeah. So. I mean, there's another one that I thought sounded a bit like Girls Aloud, but it's not that, but I'll get to it in a bit. Uh, one More Time is really good. I mean, that is absolutely classic. Yeah. Kylie disco banger. Um, that bit, you know, one more time, one more time, one more, to, the, the one more, the extra, yeah. like, accentuated yeah. one more yeah. time in, in bold yeah. with a full stop after each word is really good. <laughs> bit of brass in the background. Got a bit yeah. of flute in there. Bit of woodwind. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little kind of wandering flute yeah, line. Thanks, Lizzo. The, the brass man. We're allowed like to give Lizzo yeah. credit for that. She's she's persona Fair non play. persona out, non grata at the moment, isn't she? But you know, yeah, she's she brought the flute <laughs> to the table, so fine. Um, but yeah, the horns, man. It, it's straight out of like um, 1989 era Phil Collins. Off, mm-hmm. but seriously, the uh, ha- hanging long enough, you know. Oh, just yeah, it's. It's wonderful. Late eighties brass, you can't beat. Yeah, it. and then this for me, um, you still get me high, is the one mm. that sounds like the nineteen seventy five. It's the one like big big drums. <laughs> Who were we talking about the other week? Yeah. You did with the big drums when we were talking about um, well with in Kate Bush. Oh, the big drum sound. The 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 guy did the oh. drums. Whoever that guy is, thanks, mate, because you've made yeah. a long lasting. In, impression on popular culture in, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and the gated yeah, snare the gated and all that, yeah. I mean really really good the the kind yeah. of the, the 1975 yeah. doing the stuff that they used to listen yeah. to vibe which I'm all all for yeah. this is Kylie doing that really Same. really really good and yeah. I think were you to say to me there you go there's a six track Kylie Minogue EP that is comfortably the the top yeah. pop album the top pop release that you get it's absolutely yeah. perfect those six songs fucking perfect first okay. half perfect i love it i think it's brilliant i think okay. you get a slight drop a slight drop with hands i think you get a slight drop there for me fair i mean i, I mean I, I yeah i mean it's kind of front loaded but those first six tracks are actually fucking outrageous i mean you got me high you know it's it's like a it's like Kylie Ray Jepsen. <laughs> hey, hey, you feeling me? You feeling me? Mm. You feeling me, son? 
It's it's kind of like um, it's got that kind of end credits of an eighties yeah. movie vibe. That's like secrets of my success or something like that. Yeah, uh, Jay Fox. Um, and the chorus again. It's got like, uh, yeah, it's got uh-ohs. I mean, give me an uh oh, take yeah. my money. It's it's got. You know, you get to the end of track six, and you're just like, "Fuck me, this is ridiculous." Who? No one makes pop albums like this anymore. This is mad. And on the on a whole, I think there is some great stuff in in the second you know, side two, as it were. But is it as good as the first six? Oh God, no, of course not. But those first six songs, by the time you get to um, yeah, the end of you still got me high. It's, I, I'm literally already thinking it's kind of Friday <laughs> night, and yeah. it's not. It's Monday. It's morning. a Monday afternoon, yeah. and I'm fucking back Happy at days. work. But it actually made it. It made it really bearable, and the sun came out, and it got really fucking warm and soft. Yeah, it, it, like yeah, those first um, six yeah. are incredible, and I do think Hands was the first time where I was like, "Oh, this sounds like Kylie from the 2000s." I think everything sounded really kind of current at this point. Like you mentioned the, you know, like Badum Badum with that, or the kind of ageism thing. I hadn't really felt like it was, oh, this is an an, an older pop star, right? It all felt really current, I thought, mm. and had been really good. Current by sounding like the 80s. Yeah, but the thing but is, yeah, is that, yeah, it's kind of, what do they call it? They call it, um, uh, I no like hyper nostalgia, and that's mm. not what the word. There's a word for it where they they call it um, fu- yeah. Well, like Dua Lipa said, didn't she? Future nostalgia, and that's kind of where we mm. are. I mean, that remains the zeitgeist, even though it's kind of not. It's funny because I brought this album up to our our good friend of the podcast, Mr. Merlin Alderslade. Um, we are going back and forth and he was like and I said to him there's some real cool like 80s stuff on it and he was like it's weird you say the 80s stuff it's like because when I listen to it I hear like proper 2010s house music and I was like yeah but that mm. stuff I, I, I think because basically you had 80s pop and then in the 90s when the 90s came along it was like right get rid of all that shit get rid of the sax I mean I say get rid of it there's still a fair bit of it about but like when you think of 90s pop music it doesn't sound like 80s pop music and when we oh, got God, into, man. you know, Freak Like Me by the Sugar Babes kind of kicked off some sort of big 80s nostalgia. I mean, it might not have just been that, but like, I feel like halfway through or when the early part of the 2000s, pop rediscovered that thing that they brought in the 80s. And I don't really ever think it's gone away. So I think it all just depends on no, how old you are. What you associate this sort of sound with would depend on how old you are. But for me hands was the first time where i was like okay this actually sounds like kylie pre that thing happening you know it almost tries to go a bit hip-hop which i'm not sure we need um it's a bit kind of subpar mark ronson you know the kind of barbie being on the cherry on the top of the cake i was like this is this is not as good a song this is not as good a song but luckily you get green light straight after it, which yeah. has that disco ball, Nile Rogers wannabe kind of clippy guitar part, a sax solo. Who doesn't want that? Yeah. Oh, sax on my phone. And I think it is a brief hands is a brief dip, and it goes back up again with green light. I'm not sure it goes right up again to the absolute 
like tip top standard from those first six songs but it's certainly like all right you can hang here at all and i think vegas high Mm. then gets us back up to where we were in the first half of the record yeah don't know don't know what you think about that well I mean, hands here, the kind of, you know, Macaulay rapping, it's not as embarrassing as it kind of could, you know, mm-hmm. sounds on paper. I, you know, I'm just, you know, spitting the knowledge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Telling the truth. Kicking ass, taking names. Uh, green light, it's, yeah, it, it's like, it's a bit of a kind of fluffy filler. Very kind of, it, I don't know, I was getting big kind of Sophie Ellis yeah. Bexter kind of vibes. Very radio, very radio too. Um... But yeah, saved by a you know a kind of skyscraper chorus, which obviously this album's fucking full of. And yeah, when the saxophone comes in, I'm like, yes, Miami Vice, we're here. This is great. Vegas Heim, yeah, it's, it's it's cool. You know, I really is it a bit calculated? Is it is it a bit calculated putting a song on the album with the name Vegas with you know her upcoming kind of you know Vegas um, residency? I don't know. I think that's all right. I think, yeah, well, yeah, you know, I'm not across, you know, I'm not going to, how dare you, how dare you, yeah, um, I think Vegas Side is probably the Do worst you? song on the album for me, but it's, I like yeah, it. I'm not saying it's bad, it's just a bit, eh, okay, you know, I prefer, I, I take hands over Really, Vegas okay, high. I like, I like Vegas yeah, High a lot, yeah. I think it got, it's got a deep, it's a deep house banger, um, I think the production on it is okay. fantastic. Which you know, again, the entire album has re- is really very, very yeah, impressive yeah, yeah. production. Well, she's been using the same kind of production team since yeah, Fever. I think I she think. has pretty much. It's pretty much the same kind of yeah. two or three guys. Because I think a lot, a lot of this album was kind of recorded in like hotel rooms and Airbnbs. They had like a little kind of porter studio, and they would just kind of come up with ideas yeah, I mean, it was you know co- it was recorded, just, just kind of casual off cuff and... two years in neverland in london infinite disco studio in london mm. paris and melbourne um bifco studios in brighton the pool studio in bermondsey surrey pool house in surrey cut father studios in copenhagen phd studios in copenhagen and 360 studios in london which is weird because by all accounts she moved yeah. back to london and uh, back to london she went back to australia um before yeah. this album and a lot of the sort of influences of it by all accounts are actually you know um sort of tied up in some sort of nostalgia she feels from being at home so yeah maybe you would go well why, why are you bringing up vegas mm. then because that's like that to do with yeah. melbourne not a lot um exactly. but i think it's yeah. kind of all right if you go if you go i mean look we've all heard but yeah She's that right fucking hell cost, um yeah. the food fighters went oh we wanted to write a song to make people jump up and down to and they're like incredible you hear bands all the time ghosts were like we want to write a song uh, in square hammer that we can come out on stage to and i think people do go okay i want to write a song that's going to do that and if this is a song that she's like i want this yeah. song to be like it kicks off my vegas re- residency i can sort of understand that because yeah. it is a you know a deep house banger um yeah not as good as some of the stuff on the other album i think it is good though the chorus really does lift it i think um my eyes roll back and i feel that vegas high crikey Oh. Get a pillow over your lap, a sound would stay. Yeah, um, I think ten out of ten. We sort of talked about ten out of ten. Uh, what do you think about this? Because I don't care for this. This is one of my low lights of the record. I would say. I don't. Actually, I don't actually mind it. I'm, I'm. I'm a bit kind of confused why it's on the album because this is the one with featuring Carlin. Yeah, it's right? a feature on her own album. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. B- Bush featuring <laughs> Gavin Rossdale. It's, it's a Carly, but yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was there was a there was an album in the mid eighties, I think, called uh, Black Sabbath featuring there Tony was, Iommi. Yeah. Wasn't there a, a yeah, seven star? Which was actually, it? Yeah. I think, it was meant to be a Tony Iommi <laughs> solo album. For those, it was, I'm yeah, sure that yeah. those of you listening, if you've, if you've come for Kylie, uh, a Kylie chat, you'll be very interested to learn about um, Black Sabbath members' solo albums. So, <laughs> of course, well, because who wouldn't want to hear a Tony Iommi <laughs> solo album yeah. in the mid 80s? Welcome, yeah. people. Grab a chair. Gra- um, yeah, I, I think tennis. It's it's all right. I mean, it's, you know, there's a bit of kind of disc, you know, drag queen mm. disco. I think it's got proper kind of earwormy kind of chorus. It's very, um, you know, RuPaul sachet away. And I don't mind a bit I of that. I actually all, like, you know? on this, I like Oliver Heldens more than I like Kylie. I'm sure he's overjoyed about that. You're probably the only person that will might well be that. Might well be the <laughs> truth, right? Because do you know why? Do you know why that is? Because his bits, because I think it is, like you say, yeah, it's very kind of like, it's, it's super over the top. It's a bit, maybe a little bit too sugary yeah. for me, which is ridiculous. We're reviewing Kylie Minogue album. What did I expect? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit too <laughs> yeah, sweet. Yeah. Where's the beat downs? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> where's Kronos? And um, <laughs> yeah, I think like I don't know, man. I um, I like him coming in and doing what Chris Lowe does on Paninero by the Pet Shop Boys. Do you know that song? Yeah. You know where he's just like deadpan, love, passion, that's kind of, money. That's kind of what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what does he say? Uh, Versace, Versace. Is it Versace? I don't know if that song for ages. But it's just funny. Oh no, I'm th- I'm thinking of I'm thinking of bilingual. I think it, it came out. I think it was a standalone single between oh. bilingual and. Oh, okay. It was that sort of time uh, then? All right. I'm sure there was like a monotone bit in, in the title track to Bilingual, been, yeah, I think. Yeah. I've just said I've just said here and Petrol yeah, Boys in a while. Not but yeah. the greatest era of theirs. But I think Paninero came out and it had their cover mm. of Girls and Boys by Blur. One for the old pop collaborator and listen <sighs> lads. Do you remember that? Hey, I not do great. remember that. Not great. No. Next anyway, question. but you reminded me of Chris Lowe on the song <laughs> Paninero by the Pet Shop Boys, uh, which I might now pick as my earworm so we can actually talk about it for this week's podcast. Although I have actually, speaking cool. of this, is pop back. I've listened to Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain four times today. So, oh, really? But I can't what? pick that, can I? Whilst yeah, you're at the gym. For real. Yeah. Really? the car on the way back. I'm cool with that. I've got, I've got no issue talking Very about Shania good. Twain. Um, anyway... Future classic album. Could well be, mate. I think it'd be an, certainly be an interesting one. Um, she goes yeah. for the kind of uh, Belinda Carlisle dollar and then turns it into an ABBA song with story at the end. <laughs> dollar? Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Dollar. All right, granddad. <laughs> not <laughs> dollar. Not the band dollar. She goes for oh, the Belinda sorry. Carlisle dollar. She goes for the like, Belinda Carlisle meets ABBA. Oh, sorry. I thought it was Belinda dollar. Carlisle, comma. Yeah. Dollar, comma, yeah, comma, Abba. I was like, Bucks wow, fizz, all right. Comma, Sonia. Bucks Fizz, yeah. <laughs> Fucking dollar. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no one's going to remember that, Steve. No one is going to remember you know Dollar. That that's why, this. that's one of the few reasons why society has improved. If you had to work the pros and cons of society from the mid 80s to now, yeah. there'd be a lot of things where you go, do you know what? Maybe it was a more simple time. Maybe it was a more innocent time. Maybe it was a better time. 
Oh, but we did have dollar. And they are fucking rubbish. Dollar. Um, not dollar. Awful. I think story, the final song, is a is a great way, killer way mm. to go out. It's like you know, like I felt like oh, it had God, been yeah. like yeah. it had been incredibly brilliant in the opening six songs. It kind of gets mm. a little bit up and down, and then I think she ends on an absolute mm. top top tier fucking beautiful mm. song. Really, really great. Really great. Who knew? Who, who knew she had a falsetto? Who no. knew? You know, she's. Uh, well, it was, uh, I thought, you know, I thought it was Justin <laughs> Hawkins. Yeah, right. Actually, yeah, I mean, there. yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a little bit of, in uh, in there where I'm just like, "Fuck, is that Justin <laughs> Hawkins?" Oh, well, and I mean, it's it's just it's a wonderfully kind of big disco closer with kind of throbbing bass lines. And it's a heck of yeah. It's a wonderful way for for the album to finish. And I do think you know there's a couple there's a couple of tracks which I'm a bit like, eh. you know, namely Green Greenlight and Vegas High, but the other ones, yeah, home run for me, absolute home run. I think this is better than the Carly Rae Jepsen album. I think, oh, um, oh I'd have to, I might A B them, you know, I might do them back to back. I think, I think the uh, might be. A, might be a need, but might be a bit knee jerk because I've listened to this yeah. a lot today, and I'm like, this I is mean, I messaged brilliant. you and was like, "Fuck, should we just get on oh. it and do a Kylie review straight away?" Because this album is brilliant, and that was when I was—I'd only listened yeah. to it once, and I think I was so like dizzy from how great the first half is. And look, like, let's be so, real here: like, the first half is fucking perfect. It is absolutely perfect oh yeah it is fantastic it, re- it really is perfect i think there's a couple yeah. of like i wouldn't even call them missteps i just call them like you know album tracks they're not no it's not yeah. bad nothing on is bad no there's nothing no nothing yeah. on is bad. but i think that the 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 bar for this type of music is currently really high really high and i think when you look at kylie ray jepson i think if you go back and listen to that dua lipa album which i have done which is you know fucking completely brilliant i think there's there's been a few you know that charlie xx album that came out last year i think there's a few i mean actually like this one can say merle so merle said to me um he was like because i said mate you gotta listen to this it's absolutely brilliant and he was like yes all right he said but you know what i don't think it's as good as the ellie golding album so we'll see because i'm going to listen to ellie if if he's saying that and he thinks this is much better Mm. than that's much better than this Okay. I'm definitely going to listen to Eddie Gould now because I didn't. I mean, the Amber, you know, the Amber no, album is it like? I think the highs on that are great, but I don't think it's anywhere near as yeah. this is much more consistent. Definitely, <sighs> yeah. Um, really is. And even even if the second half was that dog shit, it would still be in a running for my albums of the year because those first six tracks yeah, are so fucking really, strong. Really, really good. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's eleven songs, and I think. You know, for me, out of the 11 songs, eight are absolutely essential. One is yeah. all right, and two, are, nine. and two are pretty good. That's good. You know, that is good. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. With an artist that's been making albums since 1987, and we always say it, don't we? Someone who's been making music now for 30, blah, 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 six yeah. years to release an album this fucking strong in your 36th year of being a, a recording artist it's fucking ridiculous it's ridiculous good man 
there's a pretty small fucking playing field when you're talking about artists that have been around for that long and are still releasing albums of this quality. You know, Springsteen. Um, she love that comparison. You know, I wouldn't yeah. put. <laughs> you know, she fucking love that. I mean, yeah, Bedfellows. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, yeah. it is dead good. It is dead good, and it, yeah, you know, and because that type mm. of music, I mean, I think it's almost more impressive um, than someone like Springsteen because I think the the way that this type of music moves, like you say, the kind of age, there's, there's no real kind of ageism against Bruce Springsteen where there would be against Kylie. Kylie would be judged, you know, it, it, yeah. and, and we are judging it yeah. up against people like, you know, Kylie Rae Jepsen's or, you know, that could really do it. I mean, we're doing our first sort of review roundup in a week or so time. And there's a couple of like new pop artists. I mean, you can't really, you can't really compare this to, I mean, I just mentioned Charlie XX, but like compare it to something like 100 Gex or Ash Nico, we spoke about it feels kind of unfair to do that because this is kind of classic pop music in the kind of classic sense but even like you know i really liked um the duran duran album that came out like last year year two years ago and yeah but even that i was like i was still like you know there's four songs on here that you really don't need that are worth that you would probably want to skip but hey that's good for a band who've been making music since 1980 whereas i actually think you would want to skip anything on this no no i wouldn't Mm. skip it even the two that i'm not massively mad keen on i still listen to them they they both got moments they both got really good moments in them well done kylie yeah well done kylie it's a 4k from me same here tension by kylie minogue it's out now if you uh, if that's too heavy for you and it's too subversive and extreme and you and it hurts your ears we are going to be back in a few days reviewing a new code orange album so something a little bit more quiet and lighter lighter and easier for you to get 90s (laughs) definitely a lot more 90s that is not an insult that is not an insult no. Uh, never, never is never is around these never, parts never ever uh, alright <laughs> unless it sheds seven thank you very much yeah. uh, <laughs> thanks very much for listening everyone appreciate that I hope you enjoy the Kylie album go have a little listen to it while you're waiting for us to review Code Orange which will be in a few days time and then there'll be the weekly show coming this Friday thanks very much we'll speak to you then bye love you bye <laughs>